you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. The Around the NFL podcast features Chris Wesley's Time Machine. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. And I am joined by a room filled with heroes, Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Lindsay Rhodes. <laughs> What's up, boys? And Hi, guys. Girl. Hey, Dan. Girl. Um, your name, you're very famous, Lindsay. Everybody knows oh, that. Oh, it's a nice start to the show. The, 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 the female face or womanly face. I know sometimes women don't like to call, be called females. <laughs> what? Working my way through this. Who are these females? Uh, the, the woman's face of the NFL Network, and yet... Closing like Greg Rosenthal works. Lindsay Rhodes. It's tougher. Let me try it again. Lindsay Rhodes. That's not just bad, doesn't actually. have enough syllables. It's a bit. I mean, it <laughs> takes practice, and that was the first time I ever did it. Well, I thought it went well. You're a true pro. I, I think you did a good job there. Greg uh, remains on sabbatical, or uh, something like that. I, I I don't know. I how do I describe what he's done this week? Guys, did you hear? Did you listen to the? Jeselnik podcast last night? I did today, actually. Did you know about this, Lindsay? Was he on it? Sydney, do you have anything I on think this? I might. I think I might. Okay. Welcome to episode 16 of the Rosenthal and Jeselnik Vanity Project. Oh, my God, guys. <laughs> OMG. So he, let's just, let's piece this together. He stayed back in San Francisco Oh, Greg, enjoy the rest. Mm. Great job as a boss this season. Mm -hmm. Great writing. Great, uh, great bossing. Schedule making. Bossing. uh, You know, working out personal problems with the crew and cast. All right. Now. We're a high maintenance lot. Yeah, we are. And then we say, enjoy yourself. He says, I'm going to sit out the week. You guys do the podcast. So cool, cool, cool. What happens? Wednesday comes our first show after the Super Bowl. Not on our show. Sneaks in the old back door at NFL Network Studios and records with his best buddy. Well, what are we going to do about this? The reality is your butt is sitting right where his butt was sitting yesterday. Yeah, he's going to have a hot butt over this. I'll tell you that. It's I, 
Lindsay, tell us that we're not overreacting to this. No, he clearly prioritizes the other podcast over this one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, as an outsider, yeah. unbiased in this situation, I think that's the only read. And I always had Wes, well, so I always had suspected this, but now it's harbored suspicion. Now there's no way to to hide it. It's a bit of a wake up call. And well, we'll the other podcast yeah. has his name on it. Mm. Well, it's fair. I mean, we're newbies in this. This industry. one has You've all the downloads. What? How would you handle this if it were your I'm boss? I'm not defending him. But he were also at this point. Yeah, what do we do? He's moving into rival. T- he's clearly, you know, oh, drawn a line here. You know what you should do? What? Talk about it on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll. I mean, listen. This is we're not going to hide from Greg on this. When he comes in, he knows he's got to talk about it. He made that decision. He made his bet in. Guys, I didn't really want to have to do this either, but I promised I would, so I will. I declare vengeance <laughs> on my own boss. For the second day in a row, a s- vengeance on your supervisor. This is going to go Well, I threatened well. vengeance, I think, or that's what I was trying to convey yesterday. Now it's official. Vengeance. What does your vengeance entail? You don't want to know, Wes. This is the Thursday edition of the Around the NFL podcast sponsored, of course, of course, by Scott Trade, a good man and a great business entity. Uh, Mark, uh, you like uh, money? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, would you like to have <laughs> more money? Yes, I would. Do you want to know what a portfolio is? Please tell me. Do you want to know how to diversify your assets? Inform me. Well, I can't tell you, but I got a buddy named Scott, Scott Trade, that can. Well, that's what makes this world good. Today's show is what a helps? good one with Lindsay. Love having Lindsay here. Colleen was seated in this chair uh, to my right on Wednesday. Now, Lindsay. Uh, Colleen Lindsay and the old Zeuser had a fun night at the Jake Laser party during Super Bowl week. That was a lot of fun. So it's like it's fun how we have you know we party last week together, but now we're all business. Now all business, and nothing that happened that night will come up. No, never, mm. never. Of course. Um, so yes, this is what we're going to get into uh, on today's show with the top twenty free agents. Greg, who um, as we reported earlier, uh, did another podcast a, a much. I mean, it's a much lesser podcast. The downloads are a fraction of this show. But the decision was made to do that show instead of ours. Uh, Greg did write a piece before, uh, you know, he went full Judas on the top 20 free agents, uh, unrestricted free agents on the market with free agency. God, is is it less than a month away, the opening of free agency? It's a good question. It's in that realm. I mean, it's in the realm. It's very close. So we're going to check that out in Wes. Um, also, he looked at Greg's list and he came up kind of with his own top 20. Am I correct in that, Wes? I did. I, and I averaged the two of ours out. We can do, Ooh, we can do that any kind of way you want. you with the math. Uh, so we'll have some fun talking about that. Speaking of talking, also coming up is the Combine. We'll be there. Uh, and, you know, that maybe not our forte as a group. So we, we reach out for some help. Uh, we're going to try to get Daniel Jeremiah on the show before uh, before too long. Uh Old Michael Berger downstairs, who oh is producing the path from the to the draft and program and path from the draft. I'd like to see that show. <laughs> well, that that would be us. Away from it, um, you know, we might have him on. Uh, you know, just people that are in the know. Michael Berger, heavy NFL insider uh, when it comes to the draft. Uh, but we're also going to get back on the phone our old friend Wes's uh, foot, college football Sven Gali in the desert, Spice Rack. We're going to get him on the phone. Hopefully, he goes better than the last time. Last time went perfect. Uh, well, you can look at it two ways. Uh, and we will bring back our game, finally, uh, a game of fantasy, of allure. Can I do it? Of mystery. We call it. Qual es tu fantasia? 
Yes. Well, <laughs> Which translates to <laughs> what's your fancy? Well, I think hers her take was a little bit more in the aura of what we're trying to go for. Yours was disturbing. Well, that's why we, we put it into that language. Okay. Yeah, what was that but, voice? Well, there's a big difference between and what's your fancy? So we go with the <laughs> Lindsay version. Uh, so, yeah, obviously we we're very busy, uh, Sydney, behind the glass. And just a reminder to everyone, just because the Super Bowl's over, that does not mean our work is. Welcome to the NFL Combine, free agency, draft, nightclub Keep grinding, Sessler. Is Daddy ever coming back? <laughs> Let's do some news. You guys are dorks. (laughs) That was a Lindsay sound drop, you guys are dorks, but you could have easily just said it. I could have. Yeah. Uh, Let's start. It would have been appropriate. Yes. Your sons will see you again, Mark, I'm sure. It might be June. You know, it is actually the Wednesday after we return, and I've seen them for like two and a half hours. That's good. So I'm I'm sure that that won't affect them. I'm sure there's another male stepping in and taking the role (laughs) at this point. I don't know what's happening. That's dark. Okay, let's start uh, with Peyton Manning in the news a little bit. Of course, he's making the, the talk show circuit. I saw him on Jimmy Fallon uh, on, I believe, Wednesday. He was on <clears throat> Magic Johnson, was also in the picture um, at, at at the Fallon show. Uh, Magic Johnson, of course, has become something of a – and I liked um, how – Connor Orr put it in our Around the NFL piece. He's become something of a uh, Los Angeles sports power broker. Uh, he has he has the the clout, the cachet, the money to make things happen. And Magic, who's already you know a part owner of the Dodgers, has Ram season tickets. He wants Peyton Manning under center in St. Louis. He had this to say: "I try to talk somebody out of retirement and come to the Rams." Johnson said, pointing at Peyton Manning. I said, "Man, if you ever play again, come to the Rams." I was working on him backstage. I would even chip in some money. He added, look, 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 he's turning a few colors. Would the, would the Rams be better? We know quarterback problems have been the norm in St. Louis. But the, we'll take this serious just for the sake of conversation, Lindsay. Would Peyton Manning make the Rams better in 2016? Magic, I love you. Ten-year-old <laughs> uh, Lindsay loves you. Thank you for everything <laughs> that you've done for this city. Showtime. Stop talking. <laughs> like just don't yeah. just don't this isn't good for him this isn't good for LA this isn't good for the Rams just no well hold on one counterpoint because the Rams are probably going to be treated like the Cowboys going down the road where they're going to get five nationally televised games anyway so maybe you don't even need Peyton Manning to get on TV but what if you pair Manning I, listen he's a broken down quarterback but what if he goes down some other road where he has one more season? You pair him with that Rams defense, and they don't go seven and nine for the first time. He can't throw. I'm I just turned it off. My are you TV just being devil's advocate? I'm, yeah, he's I'm, sim- I'm simply being a devil's advocate. This is this is not in Peyton's best interest. No, it's and not. Peyton has to understand Certainly that at not. this point, right? He has the best you know, possible moment walking away from the game. Just it's stop. such a no-brainer. no brainer. It would be a Joe Namath move. It. W- I mean, the most famous shot post Jets. Uh, of Joe Namath, anything not Jets related is the sad shot, long hair, a lot of sun on his face, and it's starting to show his age, benched with the L.A. Rams in 1975 uh, before he retired, just a broken-down guy with taped-up knees and legs, and you don't want to be that guy. I mean, in Peyton Manning, and we said it, it's amazing that all the great years he had over his 18-year career uh, where maybe he was so good but the team wasn't quite good enough. He actually somehow cheats death, football death, in a final destination type scenario 
and wins a Super Bowl when he couldn't play anymore uh, to go back would really, uh, to me, it would be, you know, spitting in the sky. Don't spit in the sky, as my grandmother would say. Rest in peace. Don't do it. One of my big pet peeves is sports writers telling athletes when to hang it up. But I, I think this is an exception. It's so obvious that he needs – it's set up as the perfect scenario for him to walk away. If he comes back, how do you want to end your career being benched for Case Keenum? Well, I think how, maybe how do you root for that. And Magic may be going the after the call. wrong Broncos quarterback. How about get a young Brock Osweiler come in, lead the Rams for the next 10 years? There's, there's a lot of crazy talk right now around Broncos quarterbacks because I even heard floated the idea – that if they the Broncos get a deal done with Von Miller, that there's an option to put the franchise tag on Brock Osweiler? You're going to pay Brock Osweiler $20 million? He comes to the Rams, it would be like Dieter Brock Osweiler. <laughs> oh. He wants a little fist bump. You want a little fist bump? Um, listen, that was a good 70s bit, Wes. I like that. I, know <laughs> I think it was Brock 80s. Is. Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on, talk about another aging quarterback. This one is Drew Brees. He's 37 years old. He's been in New Orleans for the past 11 seasons. Uh, there was uh, some speculation uh, as the 2015 season wore on that he could be elsewhere. In 2016, he has, of course, a, a massive $30 million cap he, uh, salary cap hit uh, with the Saints this season. I, if that's not the most ever, I'm not a capologist, but that has to be near the, the, the top ever. And so there was talk that maybe he wouldn't be around, but on Wednesday at 4 p.m., uh, almost $11 million of his $20 million salary, $20 million salary became guaranteed. Uh, so you can put it on the board. Drew Brees will be playing with the Saints. Sean Payton's back another year. The question, Chris Wessling, is whether the Saints are better off having Drew Brees involved right now or would the franchise have been better off maybe making some type of play, whether it was a trade or somehow getting out of his contract and going in a different direction. That's the question? Yeah, why not? NFL teams don't get rid of franchise quarterbacks. It's a no-brainer. You pay him whatever it's whatever it takes to pay him. You pay him. I guess I meant this seems like a team that's a far away from. Doesn't matter right now. in the NFL. You can rebuild in one year. It doesn't matter if you have a franchise quarterback. You do not let him go. Mark. Well, I think once Peyton decided to not jettison and go to some other team, that the message was clear. And maybe they just did this to make the reporters all feel stupid after two months of Sean whispers. Payton loves making reporters feel stupid. He does. But I mean, once Payton was in place, it was like, bring back Breeze, obviously. Like you said, you don't see these guys. He's not broken down like Peyton Manning. So it's not a question of can he still play. Keep the band together. See what happens this season. Rob Bryan's removed. That may actually help. And you go from there. I mean, I, if you remove Drew Breeze, what's the answer? That's, the problem is you got to fill in the guy in that in position with someone else. Teams trying to do that have had very little luck. And they don't have a defense like the Broncos that can carry a team Bingo. regardless. Yeah. Unlike Peyton Manning, he played through a torn rotator cuff and a pl plantar fascia injury and played really well through those injuries. That was kind of uh, underrated or underreported, I thought. I, get, I mean, they still weren't a good team, and maybe that's why that was the case, but that shut down Manning for a while. He played right through it in a shoulder injury. I remember – uh, uh, rap sheet reporting how that was potentially a multi-week injury. I think he missed one game. That's a good quarterback. All right, I'm with you, Wes. I like it. Let's move on. You, Chad Johnson. You remember that guy? Everyone used to love him. He was a lovable guy. And then he, like, hit his girlfriend and it turned out he might have been a monster. That's the Chad Johnson we're talking about. Uh, but here he is in the news around the NFL. Uh, Connor Orr wrote the piece. Chad Johnson had a gross remedy for sprained ankles. And, uh, you know, Lindsay, I thought maybe uh, – did you – High school athletics, college athletics, anything like that for you? Uh, I did some cheerleading back in the day. Okay, a little bit of cheerleading. <laughs> varsity team, were you a captain? 
I was a captain. Look at you. Lindsay, the captain of the cheerleading team. Wow. I will throw this one at you, and you let me know if this happened with the cheerleaders. Um, sprained ankles, which obviously was something that was common, I would think, in the cheerleading business. All the time. <laughs> okay. Uh, here's the quote from Chad Johnson. I collect warm urine from my teammates, heat it up, and put my ankle in it for 30 minutes. Have you ever, Lindsay, warmed urine, uh, other people's urine, no less, and uh, put your feet in it? I can't say that I have. Did, did Be Chad, honest, though. Did Chad Johnson suffer every ankle injury in the ocean <laughs> by way of a jellyfish? I'm confused about where he came <laughs> up with this remedy. Uh, that's a good question. How do you learn about that? Well, what I love is when Connor... <laughs> Connor like wrote the he apparently wrote every piece on our website today, but he looked this up. He Googled like, you know, urine therapy attached to ankle maladies, not a whisper <laughs> on Google, not a thing. I'm not sure not about the the science doesn't really check out on this, but I'll tell you what it is good for. Warm urine, athlete's foot. Excuse it, it me? It works on athletes. You've Isn't done that it? how yeah. you typically get what? it by stepping in the shower on other people's urine and No, germs? no, no, no. What? I what? was a mailman. Ma- athlete's foot is a fact of life. <laughs> When you're in so what you had place? people pee on your foot? Oh, no, I, I did understand. it myself. Wait, you would pee into like a a bucket or some type of basin? No. What would you do? Into I don't really want to go into the details. I mean, you went this far. I you... don't. It doesn't take any contraption. You just are you like in the shower? Yes. <laughs> what the hell's going on out here? <laughs> I Wes. feel that way too. It worked. I want to know the this was science a remedy on passed urine down. From other mailmen. There are like, there is a whole thing out there called urine therapy where if people drink their own urine, it like clears your body. But that's for like a small sector of the population. That by what the hell's going on out <laughs> here? Hey, I, hey you know, first of all, I'm never going to no. look at a mail carrier the same again. I don't think, yeah. I don't think you need that in LA. In Cincinnati where it's like 40 and, you know, sleet and rain and snow and all these different precipitations. That's Need when some ward pee. athlete's foot happens a lot more readily in damp situations. Well, there you go. Who are these teammates that are willing to provide their urine, by the way? How did that all It feels happen? like kind of a lie. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I buy it, to be honest with you. I'll throw a name out Carson Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> a Why load not? of urine from Carson. Are you okay, Sydney? Is it was too, a little uncomfortable talking about number one? That was very upsetting. I don't, I don't want to know that that's a thing anybody ever does ever. So do They, they don't do that in Utah? <laughs> I don't. Maybe. About, I don't do that in Utah. What about Disneyland? Do they do that? I think these the two places you've spent most time in your life. <laughs> uh, all right. True. Finally in the news, and I don't know if this man uses urine therapy, but he is a legend back in Australia uh, and around the NFL favorite. We like to check in on rugby league star Jared Hayne, who wants back in the NFL in 2016. He's the former National Rugby League star that got a contract with the 49ers as a punt returner, swing back last season. Uh, he wants back in. Uh, I won't even try an Australian accent uh, today. Please do. Uh, no, I can't. <laughs> I, I'm trying to do, trying to do it. Can't Wait. do it. I like being out like a wide receiver. Running backs also. Well, I like he says it in a very Australian way. Running backs also very enjoyable as well. I think for me, it's just about being versatile and playing anywhere they put me. So he's not under contract. Um, he would like to stay, but at the same time, you know, he can always pull the Jordan and, and go back to rugby and be one of the best players in the league. I would say you should do that, but he, he said, and it was his wording, he was devastated when he had two chances this year to score a touchdown. He just wants to score a touchdown, and I think he's cool with going back to his old gig, uh, but he hasn't done it yet, and he wants to. I hope he does it. Maybe he'll get a punt return touchdown. I, I don't ever see him as a star running back in the NFL. I don't think he has the instincts for that. 
But he can be a good punt returner. Maybe he has a really good celebration touchdown that he's just waiting yeah. to unload and then drop the mic. Mm. I wouldn't give up on this guy because, one, from a league angle, the league is all about growing and expanding. So maybe it's a little self-serving for the NFL, but he's great for the NFL. And number two, he's an, he's an unusual athlete. And those guys should get two or three chances. And really, learning football in as quick of a time as they asked him, that's hard to do. So give him another full offseason. Plenty of teams need good return men. He deserves another shot. Is uh, your Australian accent really that bad? Is that I'm just, just I can't find I can't find it right. You got to workshop it a little bit. We yeah. can work on that down the line. Well, I mean, I'm afraid you might veer into British or you Irish have a, or you have a high standard to live up to with the exactly. British when we did have our meetup with listeners um, in San Francisco, there was a lot of compliments, but also like you know it's terrible your your British accent. I think my Irish accent is a home run. Well, that's in your blood. They're in your head. Yeah. That's what you just told me. Maybe they're in your head, Dan. That's I don't right. care about nobody. <laughs> I can speak British accent. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Uh, you know, a mega. My name's Gary Barnage, mate. I got and it down. probably the worst yeah. British accent I've ever heard. Yeah, no wonder I have a Gary. crisis of confidence. It wasn't so good. <laughs> How dare you? That's, uh, that's what's happening in the news. Let's talk about the top 20 unrestricted free agents for 2016. Uh, Greg. Mm, Greg. Uh, wrote a piece uh, during Super Bowl week. Actually, it was a couple weeks ago now. Um, stated. Uh, perhaps stated uh, on his list, but also not much has changed, let's face it, and from a business standpoint. This was his 20-1. Uh, to 1. We'll start uh, with uh, number 20. Uh, Wes, how about this? We'll do five. We'll do 20-15, to 15, and then we'll kind of talk about it. Wes can maybe jump in with somebody on his list that's either in that realm or way, way different. Number 20, Brock Osweiler of the Broncos. 19, Janoris Jenkins, Rams cornerback. 18, Danny Trevathan, Broncos linebacker. 17, Andre Smith, Bengals right tackle. 16, Matt Forte. That's an intriguing name. Bears running back. And number 15, and I know the Kissing Cousins corner is going to have an issue with this. Number 15, Kirk Cousins, Redskins quarterback. Uh, Wes, on your own top 20 list, uh, what jumped out as a huge difference for you? I have Kirk Cousins higher, and he has Sam Bradford ahead of Kirk Cousins. Sam Bradford is not on my list of the top 20 players who are going to be free agents in the NFL. I don't have Brock Brock Osweiler on my list either. I think that Kirk Cousins is the only quarterback I would put in the top 20. Hmm. I Well, we aren't into Bradford yet, but I couldn't agree more. I mean, Cousins to me feels like an absolute lock to return to the Redskins, and he should. He should be their number one priority. I think I like Osweiler or the idea of him a little bit more than, than you do at this point. But I also think he's going to stay in Denver, no questions asked. Unless That's, someone offers a ton of money. Someone could do that. You could rest him away with a lot of money. I'm okay with him being 20 on this list because he is, you know, seven foot four and uh, did show some things uh, in his brief audition with the Broncos this year. On the other hand, he got benched for one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL this year. Right, but it's also, you know, with that, there was more to it there than just the player. circumstances, yeah. um, You know, and I kind of – And I will say, I mean, he handled it very well, the benching. Um, so I get why he's an intriguing guy, and I, I probably would stick him at, at 20 or around there myself. Um, but at the same time, am I going to give Brock Osweiler a big contract that's playing with fire? Uh, and Matt Forte really is interesting. He's 30 years old. 
uh, kind of really, Lindsey, one of the more underrated running backs uh, in the NFL in the past 10 years. And you would think, and I, I saw some some uh, bubbling about uh, the New England Patriots yes. as a fit for him. Well, I don't, if they can make it happen, that would seem like a golden fit. It yeah. would be great. And he, he was on one of uh, NFL Network's players-only shows during the week of Super Bowl, and they were, you know, prodding him along and saying, hey, go get your money. If the Bears don't want to play, uh, don't want to pay you, go get it somewhere else. Someone will. And he said, it ain't even about the money. I want to come to the Super Bowl like you guys did. Mm. So the fact that he was willing to put that out there, uh, I tweeted out that quote, and everyone came back with, welcome to New England. I yeah. like, can't wait to bring you on board. So it, the fact that he's saying right up front – I don't even care about the person that's going to pay me the most. I want to go to the best team in the best situation. Yeah, I, that does seem to be an interesting Yeah, Forte here. seems like a guy that's felt disrespected all season, and I think he's at 16 on this list. If you plugged him into New England or the right kind of a fit, we could look back on this list and say he should have been top seven, top eight, just simply based on who he is in the right, on the right team. On the other hand, based on the history of signing 30-year-old running backs to big money contracts, it's a very good chance that he goes the other way. Right. Okay, Excellent so point by Wes. 15, we had Kirk Cousins. 14 is Sam Bradford, the Eagles quarterback. So uh, according to Greg, Bradford is a little more intriguing as a, a signing than Cousins. Uh, 13, Eric Weddle, the Chargers safety. That feels he's, a little low for me, maybe. Yeah, he I is. Mean, I realize he's older, but he's still balling. Yep, 30 years old, but he's been uh, one of the better safeties in the last five years. Uh, Russell Okung, the Seahawks, Seahawks uh, tackle, number 12. And Bruce Irvin, uh, the Seattle Seahawks linebacker, former first-round pick, at number 11. Wes, what about that part of the list? Well, Bradford's the only one that I disagree with. I think the other ones make sense. Bruce Irvin is going to get – I would imagine you have former Seahawks coordinators running the show in Jacksonville and Atlanta, and I could see mm. both of those teams competing for his services. I think uh, Okung, he's a sneaky chance for the franchise. To, well, probably not after that. He had that, what was it, pectoral injury to end his season in the playoffs. But uh, I agree with Lindsey. Weddle's still playing well. The thing is that NFL teams just don't pay for over 30 defenders. I just don't understand if you go make this pitch for Sam Bradford, how you market your team around this guy to anyone other than very unsavvy fans that haven't paid attention to his career. Looks good on paper, maybe, but not even. Like, I just think that's a real tough sell, and I wouldn't have him on this list. I want you to – I'm going to put you on the spot, Mark, right now. Your hair is looking a little edgy today. It's almost in a faux hawk. Oh, it is. And so not I feel like purpose. I can get an edgy response from you. Tell us who are the least savvy fans in the NFL. Go ahead. Tell us the franchise. Um, <laughs> I mean, probably, probably any f fan attached to any team – that's walking around in like some jersey with a player that was good six years ago that is too encumbered by work and life responsibilities and isn't really tracking what's happening. It's be like, oh, yeah, Sam Bradford, he sounds good. Nice sidestep. Well, of course, I'm not going to attach myself to some terrible <laughs> fan base and hear about it on Twitter. I All like right, here we go. Number thing. 10 on this list, Doug Martin, the Bucks running back coming off a career season. Number 9, uh, Olivier Vernon, the Dolphins' defensive end. Number eight, Malik Jackson, Broncos D tackle. Number seven, Eric Berry, Chief Safety and uh, Hater of Horses. Number six, no, were you aware of that one? No, I didn't. Uh, we talk, oh, we've talked about it on the show or on the ATL Debate Club, the original form of this podcast, uh, that Eric Berry has a deathly fear of horses. That There is a name for that. I, do you remember? I that? think it was equinophobia, something yeah. along those lines. Uh, he was at a Broncos game. This was a few years back where the Bronco was running on the field, and he literally hid, and he was mic'd up and was saying, I ain't, I ain't messing with no horses. 
Like they, he views oh, them I as dragons. Yes, I have. We we brought Dan's Dragon. wife Emily on, and she's a former equestrian, equestrian horse rider slash person, and she she slash dug, person. Well, she dug into that topic. So yeah. You know. Anyway, so uh, Jason P- uh, JPP at number six, and I will uh, I will tee Wes and everyone up for this one. JPP Greg obviously thinks a lot more of Pierre Paul. Uh, than a lot of other people. He still can move last year after coming back from the fireworks injury, Wes, but he could not wrap anybody up anymore, and you got to finish. Are you going to pay a guy like a top five defensive lineman when he can't tackle anymore? I am not paying Jason Pierre-Paul to play for my team when he cannot make a tackle. I know Greg loves the fact that he kept getting pressure, and then pressure is important, but you have to actually tackle the man to finish the play, and I'm not sure he can do it. Not ranked at all by Chris Wessling. I feel bad for Greg. He is He's like a man who's passed on to another reality at this point, and we're just like taking his, his post from January 20th and just <laughs> cutting it up. Well, I feel I bad think for he's Greg, still, too. But well, he should he still feels here. that way, though. To defend him. No, he does. And Lindsay makes a good point as well. I, I look at like Malik Jackson and Danny Trevathan. These are two guys, whenever you come off – what the Broncos just did. Like Danny Trayton all week said, I had to have a big game and be part of a win to help my my value. He was honest about it, but teams are going to love anyone from the Broncos. I really if, think they will. If you rewatch um, the Super Bowl, you can make an argument that Malik Jackson was the best player on the field, even as good as – from Whoa. play to play, he was as good as Von Miller. He was the one disrupting inside, allowing Von Miller to do what he did. I think Malik Jackson had an awesome two-game run there in the playoffs. I'm sure he got MVP votes. Got to go with the Browns video if you're watching on YouTube. Got to show that, don't you, Sydney? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that was what she was doing I'm, on purpose. I'm looking forward to number five and introducing an NFL player to the majority of our listeners. <laughs> Ooh, I like Lindsay, that. Lindsay, I talked to her in the office. She was This was her hot point. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Number five on the list. Here's the top five. Cordy Glenn, the uh, left tackle of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Greg had this <laughs> absolutely befuddled. Crickets, tumbleweed goes by. Uh, this this was Greg's write-up. True franchise left tackles are awfully hard to find. That's why he's a strong candidate for the franchise tag. And, yeah, keep in mind with this list, we're not talking like all these guys are going to reach the open market. A lot of these guys, the majority even, uh, will, if a long-term deal doesn't get done, they'll get tagged. Uh, so the, I mean, if what would be if more than five of these guys actually reach the open market? That if it's be like last more year, ten. Yeah, um, uh, I think more than ten will reach the open market. Okay, so it's a matter of maybe half reach it. But Cordy Glenn here at number five, uh, Alshon Jeffrey, the Bears' wide receiver at four, uh, Big Mo Wilkerson, the Jets' defensive end at number three, Josh Norman, the Panthers' cornerback. Talk about picking the right time to have your best season is at number two and number one on the list. And going back to the point I just made, Von Miller, the Broncos linebacker, who's not going anywhere. Uh, so, you, well, he's at number one and rightfully so on Greg's list uh, and Wes's list as well. Uh, but don't expect to get your grimy mitts on Von Miller. But no, no, nothing personal. I wouldn't expect to get your grimy mitts on any of those five right. players. Mm. Uh, you can speak to Mo Wilkerson because you're a Jets fan. Mm-hmm. I know that they, you know, they've already – they picked um, – who, who was the guy? Leonard Williams? Yes. Yeah. So they don't really need Mo Wilkerson, but you don't just let that kind of talent walk out your door. It feels like they are internally trying to figure out if they want to keep Mo Wilkerson or Sheldon Richardson. And Richardson did himself no favors with the arrest last summer. Uh, but I think the team is still open to the idea. They might think he has a little bit of a higher ceiling than Mo Wilkerson. Uh, and Wilkerson also, you know, he had his best season last year, so he has a lot of leverage. 
I think he stays. I think another guy who's not on this list that a lot of people are big fans on, Damon Harrison, uh, Snacks, of course. He's out, I think. Uh, he is a free agent as well, and I think what you're going to see happen is Snacks is going to, and he's one of the best run-stuffing D-tackles in the league, you're going to see him go elsewhere, and maybe they're going to try to work it out to keep both Wilkerson and Sheldon Richardson, but that's why Wilkerson's not signed yet. I think they're internally trying to figure out which way they want to play this. Cordy Glenn, Lindsay. Yes, please tell me. He's young, he's talented, and I don't watch offensive line play. I'm no expert, but ranked by Pro Football Focus and all the other sites as one of the top five or six offensive linemen in the game. I just think if you're Greg Roman and you're running a, an offense that goes through the run that you can't let a left tackle slip out the door and hope you find something, not, that line is not one of the best lines in football, so you cannot let him go. Uh, um, I think the Von Miller one is – I mean, obviously Von Miller is number one, but the the Broncos' offseason is going to be so interesting Yeah, because there are so many people that are free agents on that team. Every linebacker except for where, mm. Von Miller, Trevathan, and Brandon Marshall, who is a restricted free agent, both of their running backs, C.J. Anderson and Ronnie Hillman, the quarterback of the future in Brock Osweiler, and their best defensive lineman in Malik Jackson. So – if you're John Elway, what in the world do you do with that? You have to have a priorities list that is pretty hardcore, and there are going to be repercussions. It reminds me of the Ravens from a few years ago when they lost so much talent. Danelle Ellerby and, and uh, Paul Kruger immediately were gone. Didn't they lose Ed Reed? Yep, and that's why, like the Ravens were able to pull off in 2013, like or 2012, what the Broncos did this year. That's why you got to take advantage of of that window. When that window's open, you got to win because you can't keep together a great roster long. That is the top 20. Oh, what a way to put a button on it, the old Zeuser. That is the top 20 unrestricted free agents of 2016 talk. <laughs> Up high, Lens. All right. Uh, now it's time to get on the phone. Um, a man, uh, he's located. Oh, if that happened on NFL Network, someone, like a fellow host was like, look what I just did. Would that even fly or would that person be quickly shot to like CSN Bay Area? Oh, no, Absolutely. <laughs> High five. High fives all the way around. All right. Okay. No one's playing. Uh, um, <laughs> there's a man out in the desert, uh, right out in the middle of the Sahara Desert. Uh, Sahara. Uh, not uh, the Mojave. Excuse <laughs> me. That's <laughs> another, that's another uh, contact Wes has for professional football, the Sahara guy. It's a different football. But in the Mojave Desert, there is a man who lives atop a building with a pool uh, on it, uh, and he, he lays out in the sun with bikini-clad babes. That's just the parlance of Vegas. So sexist. Um, uh, You know, all around him, he is the spice rack. He runs an entertainment division up in Vegas at an undisclosed uh, casino, unless he wants to say it. But he also has the gig of Chris Wessling's desert college football Svengali. Spicy, are you on the line, baby? I'm on the line. My life's actually a little more glamorous than you, uh, the picture you painted, but I'll take it. (laughs) Uh, wait, wait, wait. Tell us about your life. There are no bikinis. Uh It's not at all. That was just like a funny little opener. Uh, my life's very uh, depressing, to be honest. And, uh, <laughs> you know, well, so I just figured you'd have a good laugh and continue on with uh, the ridicule. I love so this guy. Here's Spice Rack. And, and Spice Rack first came onto the scene, at least at the Around the NFL podcast, as a guy that Wes said was pounding the table for Melvin Gordon, the uh, former first-round pick of the Chargers. <laughs> Uh, and then as the season went along, we couldn't stop thinking about Spice Rack, how he must have struggled internally as Melvin Gordon had uh, a deeply I disappointing did, 
first year. We had Spice Rack on at the end of the season to kind of to talk about it, and he was upset, and he was very worked up, and we had to let him go. Uh, but now we have him back with a new draft season upon us, and we call this uh, the Spice Rack Redemption. Uh, SRR, a chance to I'll take it. pound the table for another uh, um, player in this upcoming draft class, and we will track it closely. There's a lot of pressure on the line. So, Spice Rack, who you got? Okay, so are, are you just looking for one guy who pounded, I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> a, a first-round certainty the way Gordon was? Just, you know, somebody that people are sleeping on that the Spice Rack is pounding the table. Okay, I mean, if we, if we can drop a little below uh, round one or round two, I'll give you a running back from Arkansas, Jonathan Williams. He didn't mm-hmm. play last year. He was out with an injury. And they have a they, – Arkansas actually has a, a, a lot of draftable offensive players. But this guy, I might like him better than any back in the draft except for Ezekiel Elliott. He's uh, – He's got a lot of Maurice Claret qualities, to be honest, on the field. Uh, not blazing speed, but great vision. <laughs> on the field. forward. Hmm. A spice uh, I, I don't even know where he's projected. Third, fifth, eighth round. I don't know. So you but agree Jonathan with... Williams is the guy I really like. So you agree with Mayock that Ezekiel Elliott is a better prospect than Derrick Henry? I don't think there's any doubt about it. Wow. I think mean, he's, he's got more speed. He's got a... He's got a the kind of body, is, you know, you drink. He's about 5'11", 225, but can outrun everybody. He's kind of a supercharged uh, Maurice Jones-Drew, really. Wow. Uh, he's got that long speed. Hmm. So I, I, you know, it's, it's scary with running backs after what happened with Melvin Gordon last year. Is your confidence uh, shaken, Spice Rack? No, I'm not. You know, listen, this is probably the biggest stage I've ever been on, so you, you're not really looking to screw up. So, yeah, there's some anxiety involved. Yeah. I got a question for Old Spicy. Yeah. Let's so Bosa goes number one. We all get that to the Titans. Number two, the Cleveland Browns. They're going quarterback. You are in the draft room. You're a combination of Hugh Jackson slash uh, Sashi Brown and all the rest of them. Which okay, quarterback good. do you take? Look, I did some thin slicing on Jared Goff. I didn't sit down and watch a lot of California, California Golden Bears games, but I wasn't a big fan. I didn't come away impressed. You didn't like now, Paxton, Paxton Lynch, Lynch either, did you? From Memphis is the quarterback I like. Oh, okay. uh, he's oh, a great wow. athlete. He's tall. Uh, he's got a good arm, not a great arm, but I like he uses his mobility to buy himself time and, and you know, he keeps his eyes up. What's up with you the don't mustache? Want to make an Aaron Rodgers comparison ever. He's the best I've ever seen do it. He looks like a waiter. But he's got a great I, I, I like the mustache. fact that at such at such a good athlete he's looks to extend the play to throw it downfield. I really like that. Is there anybody Mr. Could... I have a question for Mr. Right, Rack. <laughs> Your Twitter handle is uh, spice underscore rack underscore M D. What's the right? MD? I'm not from Maryland. I'm a med- medical doctor. You see? <laughs> Are you really? Nobody's buying that. It's a pretty. It's a savvy move. No, I graduated high school with a 1.9 grade point average. So <laughs> wow, look at you, uh, an American success story. Now to be on top of a tower in a desert, so, so close. It's not Doctor Rack to heaven. Uh, no, that was more like I had a certain Twitter handle. Then Wes tells me that I need to change it up, and that's what I came up with. And I was getting some doctor coaching, some West coaching Which, behind the scenes. On that's how he gets the bikini-clad babes. I see. Yeah. There you go. Spice Rack, last, last chance now to get off your chest. I, Anything about your research, what you've been watching, something you're excited about, I'm going to give you the floor now uh, just for the last, you know, 45 seconds straight just for a monologue. Go ahead. All right. As far as, as, far as a slightly off-the-radar prospect, 
I'm going to give you uh, a guy who was ultra productive in college, but the measurables are going to be an issue. That's Eric Stryker from Oklahoma. Absolutely not a defensive end. He's like six foot two twenty five, but uh, tenacious as all hell. Attacks the ball like a maniac behind the line of scrimmage, chasing after mm-hmm. quarterbacks. I saw possibly uh, a, a position switch back to safety. That won't work. So I don't know if this guy okay. can play outside linebacker. I, I, I don't think he's heavy enough to ever be at an Elvis Doomerville. All right. But I think you're crazy if you get beyond about round three if you're passing up Eric Stryker from Oklahoma. All right, we're going we're gonna to have to let you go now, Spicy. I, I think I did a poor job, but no, we're I gonna... have uh, high hopes for the future. Well, you always have that doctorate to lean, to lean on. Oh, no. Wait. We, I mean, I had to let him go. We, we got what we needed out of him. It was time oh. to just let him go at that point. I, I mean, you know, he could self-grade well, himself, but that's not really why we have him on the, the show. Draft. Yeah. Do you think he – I mean, because sometimes you got to keep a show moving. You just got to end the, end the call. Is that Was that – Rude, do you think? I think the Spice Rack has to be more of a regular listener to this show and know that we don't care about the hardcore college football analysis and we really want more humor and shtick out of him. Well, yeah, but we want to win a mi- mixture. He's got to learn to deliver the mixture, basically. I think he did a better job than last time. I would like more, ang- to build like more angst and more like volatile energy out of him. Yeah, that's true. Let's While, while we have phones going on, I, we meant to get David Ely on the phone uh, yesterday, who's uh, downstairs, a big Panthers fan um, who was crushed, absolutely crushed when uh, his team lost the Super Bowl. And, of course, he uh, uh, you know, brought champagne to the newsroom to Ooh, celebrate. That's never a good move. Bring his Cam Newton T-shirt. Tried to call him yesterday. And uh, we have some photos, actually, of, uh, I think, Lindsay, you took one from the newsroom uh, that showed him upset. Uh, that he didn't get the phone call. I mean, this is life as, as David Ely in modern times. So let's. Uh, I don't know if it was that he was upset that he wasn't getting the phone call, or upset that you were calling him a loser <laughs> in a graphic. Yeah. Well, let's let's get him on the phone again. Let's try again. Uh, David Ely, the downstairs desk editor, huge Panthers fan. Of course, the the phone might not work again, but. News desk, Tony. Hey, Tony. What's up? This is Dan Hansis. In the studio. Andrews. What's up, buddy? Um, can we talk to David Ely? Yeah, man. All right, cool. One <laughs> sec. <laughs> Tony's Hi, Tony. Control. I like that there's a chain of command to get to David Ely. Yeah. Well, he's running the show in the desk. He's, he's an important guy. NFL, it's David. Ely, what's up? Welcome to the Around the NFL podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? I was listening to Yeezus Season 3. You caught me off guard. Oh, God. What were you listening to? Yeezus season three. Kanye just dropped his new album. Oh, he called it season three. No, he's having his fashion line. As oh, that Yeezus season oh. three. Wait, you're working his, right oh, now, right? Really? It's the off season. I hope no shadowy league figure is listening right now. Yeah. None. No, 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 no. Well, we, we only just passed the 20 million download mark. Uh, Ely, so you, uh, we just want to touch base with you because you, of course, are a Panthers fan. Super Bowl Sunday, you opted to work during the game. It, it seemed like a move that was a little bit uh, done out of, I don't know. Um, hubris? Hubris, because you wanted to be the, the big shot at the desk. You brought champagne. Is it, is it fair to say that you kind of got overconfident in a big spot? I don't know if I would call it a hubris move. I, I, w- I definitely wanted to do the uh, push alert so that the Panthers had won the Super Bowl. That's, that's a true statement. That's so. such a desk editor move. Like This was all I based on the, the push, push alert? alert? I, I wanted to be there when the moment happened. 
Um, I don't know. It's uh, I've, I had a good thing going watching them at, in the office all season, so it was a little bit of superstition. Where does this? Where did it rank? Uh, the loss is like, and we we love talking with Ely about his personal life and about like girls and all the different things that are going on. A lot to unpack there. A lot to unpack. Where I mean, that that had to be one of the worst moments of the last few years. That Super Bowl defeat, right? And I mean, yeah, I wouldn't call you like a Charlie Brown figure, but sometimes a lot of bad things happen to you, <laughs> and you kind of deserve the Super Bowl win. and You didn't get it. Oh, I mean, I've, I have a, a wealth of disappointment to prepare me for this kind of moment. But uh, I put it on par with my girlfriend breaking up with me a few years ago. That yeah. Kind of, that kind of moment. I mean, yeah, take us through that because you loved her, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know if we want to go down that road necessarily, but um, some, 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 <laughs> some life lessons to be learned there for sure. Yeah. Because you don't ever know. Like I thought, about, I thought about texting her this week saying, remember that night when you dumped me? No, better don't. This was on par, par with that. By the way, what's up? Yeah. David, scale of 1 to 10, how much of a loser do you feel like right now? <laughs> well, everyone's looking at me right now in the office, so that's kind of magnifying it. So I, I'd oh. say a, a solid 8. Here's the thing. Ely is not a loser. Not only is he no. an excellent editor, he, he's going to make a girl very happy one day. It might be <laughs> a few years from now, but it's going to happen. He's still got a great uh, football team. Ken Newton is the best young quarterback in football. So, Ely, you know, one day Lucy's not going to pull that ball away. I have a question for you guys, yeah. actually. Um, I, let's go around the horn, and what? what should I use my champagne for? Oh, well, I was going to ask what happened to the champagne. I've got an idea. All right, we're going to do the thing, hang up and listen, Ely, because uh, I didn't, you know, you asking a question is kind of a weird move. Ballsy, we're going to let you have it, uh, I like but we're going to say goodbye. I think he All pulled right, it off. I'll, I'll, I'll Get hang back up to work. <laughs> David Ely, everybody. Uh, I think he should use that, like, when he gets a girlfriend. Yeah, you've got to save it. It was meant for what I think would have been the most inspiring moment of Ely's life, so you've got to. Hold on to it for the next potentially inspiring moment. Could have to wait a bit. Hot tub. (laughs) (laughs) Tonight. His next date. Oh. Champagne, hot tub. Mm. Lindsay. But then what if that girl breaks up with him? Right. No, you got to keep it. The former one did. You You have to make sure that this bottle of champagne is not going to waste. What That's is a good way to ensure it? Lindsay, you're just um, drink it. That way it won't go to waste. Wait, maybe you can offer some advice to Dave. Lindsay, you you know, you are married now, but you're once in the dating circle yourself, dating pool. What is the number one thing a, a man should be projecting uh to win a, a comely woman? Aside from champagne? Aside from booze, yeah. Okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Competence? Mm. I'm going to go with confidence. So he should just wear that my team lost like a badge of honor. Mm. Own it. It's great advice. Yeah. Are you listening, Probably, Dave? I think he should go into the date without the fact the Panthers being any factor whatsoever. Why does his football team have to weigh yeah, keep it out. perspective on a date? All right. Well, it could. Yeah. I mean, maybe the, the right woman for him is someone that's going to appreciate that. Well, the idea of being confident is would be a great – Note for Ely, he's a confident in some areas, not every area, but this would be a good takeaway. We sport the man. Let's move on now. Finally, Qualis Tu Fantasia is the name of the game. Uh, it is a game of fantasy, of pleasure, of mystery. Uh, in which Sounds inappropriate. Well, you know, it's a little uh, kind of a PG-13 show, a little okay. bit of edge to it right now, sneaking into that R territory. Uh, a show where we, uh, uh, each of us will present a scenario, uh, fantastical as it may be, and uh, the rest of the group has to decide which direction to go in with it. 
uh, one more time. Uh, the English translation is, what's your fancy? Uh, but maybe the better way to call it is. Cool, it's too fantasia. All right, Mark, get us going, baby. The English version freaks me out. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't so. understand why it's fancy and not fantasy. Doesn't it sound like fantasia is like because anyway. it's not? It doesn't involve a fantasy necessarily. Right. But what's your it's fancy? What's your preference? We've had people come yeah, at us about the translation in that context anymore. Which one do you fancy? Well, nobody. <laughs> would you like an apple or a banana? Which one would you fancy? That's little, why it's a little different. No like we're in the start the of the nineteenth century. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, that would be the mysterious part of the game. Okay. Okay, Mark, get us going. All right, here we go. All right. You could spend the next 30 years as a celebrated football journalist slash TV person living a life very much like you do today. Nothing really changes. Everything's the same. Same people, same food, same office, same drive home. But everything's pretty good. It's fine. Everyone's fine. Or you and your family can leave the Earth to become the first family ever sent into deep space to explore the universe in the outer reaches of our solar system. You'd have a celebrated blog and podcast and be a major news story for years and years. And you'd see things nobody's ever seen with human eyes. But there's also a 25% chance you never return to Earth. If you do, it wouldn't be until 2030. Okay, so tell me if I have this right. You have a 30-year successful career uh, uh, in America here. Till the end, basically. As a successful football media personality type. Uh, so basically kind of the best case scenario for us where we are right now, you only just, over many years yeah. or you no, a le- successful one. Successful, yes. Thank you. Uh, or we leave <laughs> Earth. you go into deep space with your family. Was that? Yes. Where you're not alone. It's not one of you, but you bring all these special people with you, but yeah. and you write a blog. Of course it would okay. be. The technology would allow the for height a blog of success. You have a podcast too. It's a very 2005 thing to do uh, <laughs> no. and record a podcast. That's very successful. And then you return to Earth in 2030. It's a creative outlet. Maybe. There's a 25% chance you oh. perish in space. Jesus. All right, I'm probably dying. I, I'm, as I've said, I don't like uh, you know, leaving this country too much, and it's not because I don't like other people uh, or like America's the best. Uh, I, I just like it here. Don't want to leave. And that certainly applies to outer space, especially if I have a, a one in four chance of like exploding uh, due to a lock, lack of oxygen. Uh, so I'm going with staying here. Lindsay? Oh, I'm on, I'm on board with you. Should we high five again? Yes. Yeah. Gross. So I can stay here uh, in a city I can't even afford to live in, or I can do the equivalent of becoming the first person to be like, all right, I see a guy who needs open heart transplant surgery. I'm going to do that. Or you see, who was the first person ever to crack open like a muscle or like a shell and say, I want to do that. I think there's a lot of value in the dark side of the moon, terra incognito, doing things nobody has done before. I mean, you're, I mean, you're not in his and Mark's um, uh, layout of this. You're just writing a blog no, and no, recording no, a be, podcast. No, I'm seeing things nobody has orbit. ever seen, he said. Yeah, I'm, yeah. It would uh, be like the person that went, people that went to the moon times 108. Right. Mm, still equals zero to me. So you'd All rather right, well, be Neil Armstrong or Chris Wessling? Come on. Well, I don't know. There's some value to being Chris Wessling. Uh, nobody is placing much value on it. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's everyone. I'm just curious, Mark, what would your answer? Oh, I would definitely do the space thing. Yeah. Well, you just want to go into space in general and disappear forever. Like we no, knew that. Like, no, I like the idea of doing something like that. Just would you Would you bring the family with you? Oh, of course. No, that's Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. But there would be a time where you would like to get into space and be alone as well. 
No, I mean, in this case, I would bring the whole family because you could come back in 30 years. That, what about like the equivalent with. of Mark on Earth where sometimes you just need some Mark time? In space, you would have zero Mark time. Well, I'm, every human being needs a, a certain amount of alone. But Mark needs do. Mark time. Well, we all do, but yes. But in space, like, you wouldn't have Mark time. You see what I'm saying? Like, would you be okay no, with be never having Mark time? No, like parts of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. I got one, Sydney. Mm. Ooh, this is a good funk here. By the way, before we, I mean, keep this playing. Somebody did bring it up to me. I, I got after Beyonce a little bit about not playing the hit at the Super Bowl. I've heard some heat from that and show, too. I said Somebody called me tone deaf and, and that she was trying to make a statement. And I guess I did kind of miss that a little bit. So, you know, Bay, you can do that. That's fine. You what can was make her it. statement? Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't, like, read into it too far, but I think she was making some type of commentary. Um, so I'll, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt on that. I think the statement was, I'm announcing my tour tomorrow. Here's That's kind of what I thought, but I think there What's was so maybe something that? else to it. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm so, sarcastic. That's obviously not the I'm going to give Bay a pass there. Can Take I get it. Mark's uh, music, by the way? I like that one better. She already played her popular songs at the Super Bowl. I know. Okay. I mean, this isn't better tune. I like sax. All right, here we go. You like sax? <laughs> the joy of sax. <laughs> you are an AFC East coach who operates outside the New England Corridor figure that out hopefully one day you receive a text message from an unfamiliar number the message claims to be espn legend chris berman who says to meet him in a diner on the edge of town for an important opportunity related to your job you have suspicions but he also makes several allusions to 1970s rock hits including hotel california and thunder road so this checks out and you decide it's worth the trip it's probably berman he mentioned hotel california when you get to the diner, you notice a small man in a blue cloak sitting in a darkened booth. He points at you with a spindly. A spindly? Spindly? Well, this is it's your, your word. Your spindly, fantasy. I think. Seemingly ancient finger and beckons you. Sure enough, this was the creature portraying himself as Berman. I have an offer for you. You must decide right now. I will never see you again after this. He slides a blue pill across Not the table. Nearly loud enough. If you ingest this pill, you will acquire every ounce of coaching genius in the mind of Bill Belichick. In fact, you will be even sharper than Belichick. We will filter out any distractions. Bon Jovi hits, yacht obsessions, girlfriend stuff. What's left will be the perfect football mind. In turn, Belichick will no longer have his own football mind. The rest of his personality will remain intact, but he will now have the football smarts up up uploaded directly from the brain of Hollywood actor Zach Braff. <laughs> the male witch goes on to explain that this switch would effectively end Belichick's career within two years. While you will be given an outrageous advantage over the competition, will you take the pill? Qualis tu fantasia. What's the downside? So we're talking about Adam Gase. <laughs> <laughs> the downside is you're, <clears throat> you're ruining Bill Belichick's career. Uh, you are robbing one of the great uh, football men of the 21st century of like uh, writing his own chapter to the end of his career. You're kind of taking what's most important from him. No one will ever know, but Belichick's sad demise, which will be embarrassing because think about it. Now his brain, his football brain is Zach Braff's brain. So Josh McDaniels is like, you know, we're down, we're down six with three minutes to play. No, we need to say we go wiggle route. Yeah, but it's like he knows exactly the, the right indie hit. He'll, he'll be like, well, I'm, put on I was, the soundtrack I was thinking of a playlist I wanted to make for Rashida Jones. Like, he won't be able to give you anything. And it, 
And consequently, he'll be fired within two years, most likely. Mm. This is a no-brainer. And you become Belichick's brain. You get Belichick's brain. Your career, obviously, most likely in a much better place. Wes? I have no qualms about saying this. If I can become the best coach in the NFL, and all that happens on the negative side is a guy who's already known as the greatest coach of his era and perhaps in NFL history loses his job, he's still going into the Hall of Fame. He's still going to be widely renowned. Nope, no question. I'm a little it. surprised, Wes. Why? Because his mind, you, you stole it from him, essentially, and that's going to play some psychological warfare, I would think, on Bill Belichick. I, see, I'm confused. Well, because I, I would say no, because here, if I knew me, if I'm mm-hmm. still me with his smarts, I think within like a month, I'd go crazy because you kind of like enacted this terrible, evil, like kind of ripple effect that... I don't know. It feels like a major God move, and I don't think that that I would handle it well. You need to be someone that can compartmentalize. I have no compartments, so I'd (laughs) end up telling like five people, and it would, you know. I kind of feel like Then they wouldn't believe you when you tried to explain it at some point. They wouldn't believe you anyways. I'd say no. Why? Just the Pandora's box impact. No. I, I don't hate myself. I'm okay with just being me. Right. Yeah. Or Adam Gase. Or Adam well, Gase. It's more, it, also, if you're Adam Gase, what if you beat him with who you are? It's like the end of Teen Wolf. You want to be Michael J. Fox, not the giant wolf Ooh. person. That's a Excellent really good analogy. analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Mark. That was so it's good. Just like Teen Wolf. Let's end the show with one more Qualis Fantasia by you. All right. So NFL meet. Can we go with like the lower? I like the lower sax music. The other one was a little too crazy. All right. NFL media higher-ups give you the entire offseason off. And you aren't expected to touch base with anyone until at least August 1st. But there's a catch nobody knows about. One, you have to assume the form of a house cat living in Natalie Portman's New York apartment. You have the ability to think critically and come out of the experience with enough amazing information to author a compelling and truly strange book about Portman's life through the eyes of her so-called house cat, Ginger Box. Name of the cat. Yeah, it is gross. Uh, the book will be pimped as a fictional novel, but anyone who knows Portman and even Portman herself will be blown away by the details and emotional emotional depth of the project. It will send devastating shockwaves through Hollywood and elite societies worldwide. Or you spend the sabbatical alone, one-on-one with P90X instructor Tony Horton, <laughs> getting super <laughs> ripped and jacked. No fun, no interesting foods, no alcohol, no madness, but you return to the NFL media in August looking like the love child of Dan Helley and Felicity Jones. Mm. Your choice, Qualis tu Fantasia. Are you motivated to do that? Like, is Yes, you would be instilled with not like, oh, like you're not breaking down every day. You would be, he'd keep you motivated, you'd be motivated. Well, now that the season's over, I definitely want to try to be more healthy, drop some pounds. If I have an opportunity for that, first of all, I don't want to be a freaking cat. <laughs> that, no. So that's out. I don't care about anything else. Get me on the, the heli uh, Rashida Jones or Felicity, Felicity Jones, Jones plan, Felicity. and away we go. Yeah, who wants to be a cat? I'm just saying you come out with like with a devastating book that was like a mystery. About what? Hollywood, about, it would be like a devastating Hollywood who done it? Like who came out with like a 22-chapter tell-all book about Natalie Portman? But Natalie Portman? I don't know. I'd read it. I can be in the best shape of my life or I can assume the form <laughs> of a house cat. Okay. Well, You picked like the most benign, intelligent, unlikely to cause trouble celebrity That's to be a fly on her wall or specifically a cat on her floor. That's I don't what want we think. To, I don't want 
I don't care anything about Hollywood, so I definitely don't care about sending shockwaves through it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was maybe the most one-sided. I mean, it was entertaining, but. Well, fair I, enough. I don't understand how your brains work. <laughs> we will be back on. Often uh, do not. Uh, you guys are dorks. <laughs> <laughs> we will be back next week. I'm not sure when we'll be back. I think we are back to our um, off-season schedule, which would make our next show Monday, I believe. But don't hold me to that. Uh, Greg will be back. He'll have some things to answer, too, once he gets back in the studio. But for now, we have Lindsay to say goodbye to. And, Lindsay, you've said it all. You've done it once again. Thank you. I mean, you did a great job today. You guys, thanks for having me. Lindsay, NFL Total <laughs> Access uh, a host mildly sincere the flagship program mildly. of NFL Network so you can check her out today in fact and uh, five days a week on NFL Network uh, she's quite famous um, so thank you for joining us Lindsay uh, this is it that's it for the Around the NFL podcast Thursday edition uh, until uh, next week this is Dan Hansis signing off for Quiet Storm the mailman Lynn the mailman who pees on his feet. <laughs> and I see it behind the glass. Peace. Till Monday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart.